listen to podcasts of Joe Walsh and Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Top of the morning, Dan and Amy. So Friday, Jason Van Dyke sentenced to six years and nine months in prison after being convicted on second-degree murder and 16 counts of aggravated assault. And some powerful testimony from both sides, from Jason Van Dyke's daughter, as well as from Loquan McDonald's great-uncle, among others. Yeah, and Jason Van Dyke spoke to the judge. I prayed daily for the soul of Loquan McDonald, and it was due to my actions that the McDonald family has suffered. And here's his wife. I just beg for the least amount of time if not probation for my husband. And after a long day, it was a long sentencing hearing, the judge rendered his decision. This is a tragedy for both sides. So this is not easy, and I don't expect it to be easy. I th- my findings are an appropriate sentence would be 81 months in the Illinois Department of Corrections, two years mandatory supervised release. Uh, not surprising the reaction from some in Chicago, some of the uh, op-ed writers that uh, really promote race identity politics. Delene Glanton in the Tribune, Mary Mitchell in the Sun-Times, Mary Mitchell's opening line in her op-ed. In the end, the life of teenager Laquan McDonald was not valued. I'll tell you what, um, that's an interesting statement uh, that demands review beyond his shooting death at the hands of Jason Van Dyke and um, should include a conversation about the foster care system should include a conversation about uh, the breakdown of the nuclear family in society in general and the black community in particular. He had never had a father life in his life or even a father figure in his life. Right. So um, I would say there were a lot of people who I guess didn't value Laquan McDonald's life long before he ever came across Jason Van Dyke. But that's sort of a sociological conversation. Let's have a criminal justice one and to help us do that. We're pleased to be joined by Dan Herbert. He was Jason Van Dyke's criminal defense attorney. Dan, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. Sure. Good morning. Uh, so, uh, your reaction to the sentence that was meted down for your that was meted out for your client? Um, you know, we we still we still uh, would have preferred probation. Obviously, we knew that there was not a chance we were going to get probation. Um, I was happy. Uh, and relieved when I heard the sentence, but when I went back and spoke with my client and his family and saw their positive reaction, um, I, I truly I haven't felt better uh, since I got into this case, just seeing their reactions. Were you surprised? I mean, the judge pretty much rolled those 16 counts of aggravated battery into one count where you are one act. Did that, were you, I mean, obviously you're pleased by it, but were you surprised he went that way? No, that's what it, we, we thought the uh, the law, um, that was a controlling law from from the beginning. Um, you know, as we got into it, it, it really was kind of a murky um, situation. So, I mean, I, I truly think the judge made the right ruling. But, um, yeah, depending how you interpreted some of these cases, it, it could have called for a consecutive sentence. But I, I truly think the judge made the right call. How do you respond to the criticisms of the sentence? Uh, I've got my own response, but I'll, I want yours. Uh, comparing and contrasting to other sentences for 
uh, murder, most notably because it's most recent, you know, the 80-some-odd years that the uh, killer of Hadia Pendleton received. That's uh, one of the comparisons being made. This black man who kills Hadia Pendleton gets 80-some years. Jason Van Dyke, white police officer, gets uh, not even seven. That's not fair. I'm not too surprised by it. Um, Obviously, this case has touched off very strong uh, racial um, feelings and um, opinions. And, you know, this is the, the, the relatively small sentence that people are, are calling this it is not a reflection on the value of Laquan McDonald's life at all. It's a reflection on um, the totality of the circumstances surrounding the actions of Jason Van Dyke. At the very worst, uh, Jason Van Dyke um, made a mistake, um, and it was 14.2 seconds of his life of 40 years that um, that surrounded the, the uh, time frame of the mistake. So um, certainly that had to be taken into context, along with the fact that there was a lot of other people responsible for uh, Jason Van Dyke being called to that situation, namely um, LeFron McDonald. I mean, that has to be taken into account. You know, LeFron McDonald had 20 minutes to drop this knife and had committed numerous felonies when he was encountered by Jason Van Dyke, and Jason Van Dyke um, acted uh, in 14.2 seconds of his life. And I think the judge took that all into consideration. Do you think the judge took, you know, Laquan McDonald's past arrests into consideration? Because if you look at his his arrest record, it's it's very long. And his great-grandma said that when he was growing up, he was pulled over by police at least two to three times a week. Yeah. Well, it, it never been talked about, um, you know, race. And, and, and I understand that the black community and the relationship with the police. But, you know, that, that's young kids in general, you know. I grew up in Rogers Park, and we were pulled over two or three times a week. What'd you we do, Dan? Teenagers too. Yeah. <laughs> what oh. were you doing, Dan? Wait a second. How did Stop you? Pa- how did you? Your are house. you? Are you really an attorney? Did you really pass the character <laughs> and fitness uh, threshold? Yeah. Oh wow! All right. As, as far as you know. Well, how? No, is, um, okay. Answer the question. But I, I'm sorry, I forgot the question. Oh yeah, it's all right. No. Well, so Jason Van Dyke, where is he now? Where is he going to be housed for the next two and a half years? Um, you know what? I don't think I'm at liberty to talk about that right now. Okay. okay. Well, we know he's in. Ro- well, he was in Rock Island, but he, I mean, are you guaranteed he's got to be separated from the other prisoners because everyone loves to kill a cop killer? No. Yeah, we we don't know the specifics. You know, we we have certainly reached out to um, to some people to to see you know how much protection we can get, and um, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's going to be up to that system to see how they want to deal with them. But, you know, people are cognizant of that fact. There's no question about it. How did you react to uh, Tony Preckwinkle's uh, statement, uh, not just about the sentencing, but that uh, uh, this is the first Chicago police officer convicted of killing a Chicago resident in 50 years, but it's certainly not the first Chicago police officer to have killed a resident in the last 50 years? Well, she, she's technically she's correct. I mean, there's there's been a lot of... Um, there's been a lot of police shootings and police killings. It doesn't make them uh, criminal. Well, um, I, I think she was mentioned. I think she, I, when I say killing, I, I think she means murdering. So, yeah, I think she was essentially suggesting I, criminal. Yeah, I, I took it the same way that you did. Um, 
you know what? Have there been shootings that look equally as brutal to this? There's no question. I mean, this shooting looked brutal, but the fact of the matter is that, um, you know, a video showing somebody being shot 16 times, no matter 100% justified or not, is going to look horrible. Um, a video has certainly changed the game, and, and Tony Freckwinkle's comment obviously has a lot to do with her uh, current situation. Um, and I'll let, uh, yeah. I'll let her, the voters decide how they What do you think of her campaign ad? I mean, in her campaign ad, she's, she's acting like she's the one responsible for getting the video released. She's responsible for releasing the medical examiner's report. Is there any truth? Yeah, I, I found that interesting because um, for years it was that was done under a, a cloak of secrecy. And, um, you know, we found it out through uh, a pretty extensive discovery and FOIA process. And it was like this secret hush meeting that she had. And now all of a sudden, when she's running, it's it's becoming a, a campaign ploy. But yeah, I wasn't surprised by the ad. It's this is the this is not the first politician to try and exploit uh, the death of the Paul McDonald in their favor. Yeah, you'll note too. Uh, just as a matter of course, politicians turn out to be more heroic uh, when they're running for office. Uh, you you yeah, you, no, you, no yeah, right. you find out about all their Seems heroism like that they've yeah. suppressed until they're holding themselves out to the voters. Yeah. Uh, how, how much, or if at all, did the acquittal of the other three officers in the obstruction of justice case, do you think, uh, influence the judge's mm-hmm. sentencing in Van Dyke's matter? It's a that's a really good question, and uh, and actually, I was talking with a couple people last night about that, and uh, you know, I'll probably find out at some point um, down the road, but I, I think it it did have. A uh, fairly significant effect because um, you know the 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 ruling was was so strong um, by the judge in that case, and, and I think it would be hard to affect to not affect any human being when they took into consideration the facts of of this case. And you know, I think Judge Gaunt had a number in mind, and I think that number was reduced um, by. The sentencing memo, the testimony, and possibly by uh, that ruling the day prior. Well, you, um, there was a lot of celebration in the uh, black community among uh, uh, black activists, community groups, not just limited to the black community, but in particular when Van Dyke was convicted. Now that's been tempered because of the sentencing and because of the acquittal of the other officers I mentioned. What's your message, you know, from a police perspective? I know you're not a police spokesman, but you do a lot of legal defense work for FOP. You know, to talk to people who uh, are very skeptical of the Chicago police and this case, the sentencing feeds that skepticism in terms of how they should understand what the Chicago police is as an organization and what rank and file police officers are trying to do on a daily basis. That, that people recognize, obviously, that, that police officers are human beings, and they um, they come into a job every day with the stresses that we have of our families and, and everything else that's going on, and uh, coupled with uh, going into these um, some of these neighborhoods where they're just seeing so much despair that you know these they're really under a lot of stress and. They are doing the best that they can, and you know their, their actions are not based on uh, race. They're not based on 
uh, malice, their reactions to situations that they're seeing. And, you know, I, I think that people have to remember we need the police. I don't think anyone will argue that in, in maybe a different form. But if all these people that are calling for um, the police to, to disengage, it's, you know, it, it, it rings hollow because a lot of these people um, are not living in neighborhoods where they need the police. You know, they call for this reform and then they go off into the, into the hills. But the mm-hmm. people that are being affected by this police shutdown and, and uh, Ferguson effect are the most vulnerable citizens in our society and, uh, and they need to be protected. So um, they just, people just have to recognize police are doing the best they can and uh, they are under a tremendous amount of stress, which hopefully will uh, lessen uh, in the future with more police, better training and better conditions. Yeah, and I, I got it is noteworthy. At the same time, you have people like Tony Preckwinkle saying what she said about the police. All of the Chicago mayoral candidates are talking about how they can make the city safer. And every one of them necessarily includes a plan to what? Increase policing, make policing more proactive. So. Uh, a little bit of uh, out of both sides of their mouths, which I know is nothing new in this city. But anyway, Dan Herbert, uh, defense attorney for Jason Van Dyke. Uh, Dan, thanks as always for joining us. Appreciate it. Sure. Thank you. Take care. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. It's news, opinion, insight. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560. The Answer.